Logan, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode 64, and our guest is bronze medalist uh, from Team USA and Red Wing defenseman, uh, Nick Jensen. Let's bring Nick into the program. Hey, Nick, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, representing your country... I would imagine has to be the ultimate rush for an athlete. When you put on the red, white, and blue, um, it, it actually means something. I know that this was your first time representing uh, the United States in international competition. Uh, can you just, uh, how did it all come about? I know Jeff Blaschel, you know, your wings coach, and, uh, you know, he was the coach of the team. Uh, first of all, how did it happen, and were you a bit surprised that you were asked to play for uh, the Team USA? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was a bit of a surprise. Um, I could take you through the whole story. Basically, the, you know, the season was over. Um, I had taken a little bit of time off, and me and my wife, who uh, goes to grad school, we scheduled a vacation to uh, Turks and Caicos because that was she basically gets ten days off, um, and then she's back to school for six more months. So we had that plan, and um, I think the. 20, I think it was April 28th, I got a call from uh, Coach Blaschel. He's like, hey, um, uh, we, we want you on the team. And uh, so I got this call, and he's like, oh, I mean, yeah, obviously an honor. And I'm like, oh, I got all these these, these uh, vacations planned. But uh, he's like, what? I'm like, when is it? When are we leaving? And it was, so I said it was April 28th. And he's like, oh, well, we'll leave, uh, we'll leave uh, Saturday. I think it was like a day later. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is happening. This is happening quick. Um so yeah, I, I told him I'm, I'm like yeah, absolutely. I, so I canceled. I I had booked airfare and like a hotel and everything for Turks, and I you know I had to cancel that. I actually ended up working out because I gave uh, uh, the uh, vacation that I put the de- down deposit on to uh, Luke Wikowski on our the wings team. So he at least got a at least the money went towards something good. So he got the he took my vacation over and uh, I headed over to Denmark. So that's kind of the story of how I got I I got asked and. But like I said, it was it was a bit surprising. Obviously, it was a little last minute. But um, you know, I, I, there's no hesitation. Anytime you get to represent your country, um, it's a big deal. It's just it's just an immense amount of weight behind it. I mean, normally you're on a team that represents a city and like a fan base of you know like Detroit. But um, when you got the entire country behind your back, it's 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 a huge honor to be able to do that. I've talked to several players that have, uh, over the years, that have represented the United States in international play, and they tell me, depending on what country you're in, uh, you know right away if the uh, if the United States is a beloved country or a country that uh, that maybe some of the fans in the stands have an issue with. How were you treated being a member of Team USA? I would imagine uh, Denmark had to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... Denmark was awesome, um, and I'm my last name is Jensen. That's that's a, that's a, from Danish descent, so um, it was kind of like a return to the homeland for me a little bit because I have Danish ancestry. Um, I've never been, nor do I have any family over there that I know of. But um, the the country itself was was amazing to experience. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a city quite like Copenhagen. It was an unbelievable experience there. Um, as far as uh, treatment wise, I I didn't think um, I, I didn't I didn't think uh, we were tr- treated like uh, you know countries that w- we were big opponents for or something like that. I thought we were treated pretty well. We don't have uh, a super large amount of 
American fans going over there, so we're obviously a little overwhelmed with all the Swedish and the Norwegian fans. Um, they, they pretty much take over the entire stadium while we're there. Um, so that can get a little rowdy in, in team, in team uh, competition, but that's expected um, anytime you play any, any other team. So I, I, I'm kind of curious. Wasn't there another Nick Jensen playing in this tournament too? Yeah, yeah. There was, so he's a guy in Denmark, and his name's Nicholas Jensen. Uh, same as mine. Little, same, little, I mean, same spelling, everything. I mean, he he was. I, I think I think it's I think he's got the like the Nicholas like N I K L A S. Oh, I okay. think I, maybe I maybe I'm wrong, but I know we played Denmark. And there was there was three other Jensens on the ice on the other team, so there was four total on the ice when we played Denmark. Well, yeah, because I was watching and I'm thinking, wait a second, I thought. I thought Nick was playing for Team USA. What's it? What's he doing on uh, uh, on the opposition? So there wasn't any confusion or anything. Or did you uh, just for fun pretend that you were the other Nick Jensen? Uh, no, I, I I didn't. But uh, you know, it has I I've been asked to sign a few uh, few. I think he was drafted by Vancouver, so I've been asked to sign a few Vancouver uh, rookie cards of of him and. Um, Obviously, I didn't oblige, but I I always get confused for him. It's it's, uh, it's pretty funny. No, that is uh, the, the tournament. Obviously, the big ice surface. You're you're a wonderful skater, as we all know here in Detroit. Uh, I I would say, uh, uh, how many times have you played on the big ice surface over the years? And did uh, your game? I, I would imagine, as I just said, kind of acclimate well to, uh, uh, to to that type of playing surface. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so. I've probably played uh, with the obviously with the whole tournament, and then uh, I went to St. Cloud State, which was um, an Olympic sheet actually at our home ice. So I, I was pretty used to playing on it some years back, you know, five years back. Um, I played on my whole college career, so it's and it definitely there's a lot more room to move out there, and it definitely is uh, suited more towards a fast-paced, fast-skating game. So in a game that I feel like I play well. So yeah, I think it definitely helps in the in that aspect of my game. You're over there. You're playing internationally for the first time. Uh, you look over and you got all uh, all 21 years of him, Dylan Larkin, who seems to be a veteran on this team. Uh, did you rely on Blash and, and and Dylan as far as what to expect and you know what kind of atmosphere you were going into? Yeah, yeah, I think I did. It was, it, it is, uh, you know, he's, he's, his age is 21, but it's, you know, he's over there. He was, a, he was one of the captains and, you know, he's, he's so young, but he's, he, he'll, he's a tremendous leader now and he will definitely be a tremendous leader going forward. So, um, it's definitely an aspect that I rely on him because he's been over there. Uh, I don't even know three, four times. So I'm not, I haven't counted. And obviously Blaschel has, has done it as well. Um, so, they definitely helped me out uh, with what to expect. Um, like I said, with Larkin being a captain and and uh, he him leading the team, and um, it obviously helped a lot being uh, you know a player for Blashell because I I kind of got thrown in the mix. I hadn't been doing much of workouts. I was kind of you know before the tournament, I was kind of on the, the end of the season break. So getting there and knowing that all this, all the drills are going to be the same as we normally do, it was obviously uh, it was good. For for me to adjust to. I, I wanted to ask you, you played in all 10 games. I, I, you, you averaged uh, uh, a little over 14 minutes a game. You had four points, a goal, and three assists. Uh, 
you know, you were kind of, and, and forgive me, I, I'm certainly not trying to, this isn't disparaging you in any way, because I think you're a, 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 a great Red Wing, I truly do. Uh, you were kind of Riley Shea in this year, you did not score a goal, I know Riley scored last year in game 52, but um, but you persevered. How did it feel to score a goal in international competition, your first goal this season, per se? Yeah, um... Yeah, it did. It definitely felt good. I mean, I'm sure it was the same kind of uh, feeling of relief that Riley felt when he scored at the, the last game last year. Um, I don't. I mean, being it, there's a little bit of an aspect where I'm, you know, in my mind that I'm a defenseman and there's not the great amount of pressure of producing um, goals, but there's always there. It is expected, you know, in today's game um, that you know defense contribute. To the to the offensive side of the team, um, so being able to score that goal, it, it did feel good. Especially being, you know, I've never played international play, representing your country, and um, being able to get one goal and for Team USA, it was it, it felt pretty it felt pretty good. Um, especially the goal, since the goal is uh, kind of unique. It was like a it was like my D partner shot tipping it to me in the slot. So it's something that. You don't really see uh, every day on the ice. No, I, I mean, you, you know, they all count, right? So that was that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm sure, uh, you know, 10 years from now when you're, you're, you're telling back, I mean, we're human beings. We have a, a tendency to embellish at times. I, that's probably going to be go down as one of the greatest goals in international competition history, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but four points in ten games is pretty darn good because that level, and I think we in North America have a tendency to forget So we're, because we're so focused in, especially Red Wing fans, on the playoffs usually at that time of year, that um, this tournament is, uh, is some of the greatest hockey uh, hockey players and hockey talent in the world gathers to these world championships again, maybe not stressed in the United States and in Canada, uh, but I can remember talking to several European Red Wings that they grew up, this is what they played for, not the NHL, getting to the NHL was winning the world championship Yeah, yeah, absolutely um, that was one of the things uh, Black, Coach Blashell emphasized you know, he talked to some of the, you know, the veteran guys, like, uh, he was talking to Zetterberg before when he was telling me about the tournament, and he's like, yeah, um, you know, Zetterberg told me how much of a big of a deal this is to uh, people from Europe and how much they they really grew up around it, and um, so I, I had never experienced it. I was just talking to uh, to Blash over the phone before the tournament, and, uh, yeah, he's basically saying, you know, this is, this is the equivalent of the Stanley Cup playoffs for Europeans. And uh, so I, I knew that kind of going in, and then when I got when I got there, it was it was even more than what I thought it would be. I mean, it was the the fans there walking. I'm walking up and down the the strip, just kind of you know experiencing the city, and the fans there are just all going 24/7. I mean, they they got all their their uh, country gear on, you know, they're having a great time, they're dancing, and it's just people from all over Europe, and it's 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 quite an experience to see. When uh, you win a, a bronze medal, uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, I, I watched every game the Team USA played, but I want to go back to that first game because it, it just seems that, and you play Canada, and it's a, it, or maybe it was the second game, I can't remember. I, I, maybe it was Denmark first or it was flip flopped. Uh, when you get to be my age, Nick, if you can just remember your name, you're doing good. So, uh, 
but um, that game was a shootout. It was a, a, a wonderful game. Uh, I thought Dylan did a great job on Connor McDavid, who had a fantastic tournament. But it just seems that when the United States and Canada play on international competition, the team that loses that game really has a tough road to go. Can you talk a little bit, and I know we're talking about international competition, but, you know, there you are. You're, 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 you've got the red, white, and blue on, and then they've got the, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, the red, white, and black uh, of Canada going. Uh, what was that, that environment like? It, because you're playing on a, as you said, it's pr pretty much a predominantly European crowd, but here are two ancient rivals going at it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, there is a certain element to it. Um, anytime USA and Canada meet in the, in a tournament, and uh, it's just just for the players the, in the back of the players' mind, they just know it's like this is this is a huge rival. It's just, you know, we're neighboring countries, and we're, we're the two North American teams, and you know, it's always historically, you know, hockey was Canada's game, and you know, the U.S. kind of takes that a little personally. You know, like we can play hockey too, that type of thing, and. Um, even even some of the, the Denmark, I talked to some of the, the Danish people there, and they're like, oh, you, you appear for the tournament. I'm like, yeah, it's like Team USA. I was like, oh, yeah, Team USA, uh, you know, Denmark's, you know, Denmark's all, because this guy's from Denmark, and he's, he's like, yeah, Denmark's a great team, but I mean, it's, it's just USA and Canada is just the, the class above the rest kind of thing. And <laughs> so when you, when you get, everyone's kind of got that mentality when, when we face off against them. And, and it is, like you said, when, when you uh, when you're able to top the uh, when we have, when we're able to top uh, Canada, I mean that that is a huge advantage in the tournament because that's that's always going to be a game that you uh, that's going to be hard and, and it's going to be hard to win and when you do it feels great and we were we were able to do it twice so it felt really good. Well, you have your head coach Jeff Blashill is your coach, uh, the coach of Detroit and coach for Team USA. You have Dylan Larkin, one of your teammates here in Detroit, obviously, but then you've got Gus Nyquist on Sweden, a team that unfortunately kind of took it to. You, although maybe you deserved a better fate in that game. The hockey gods were not kind to the Americans that day. And then, uh, uh, obviously, Franz Nielsen, who's playing right in his home country. When you're on the ice against teammates, guys that you play 82 games with a, a season, and you know, you're in the room, and before you take the ice here at Little Caesars or on the road, you know, you're with, it's the 20 of you that are going to represent the Red Wings in that room. So there's obviously a bonding experience that goes on. What's it like now when you're across the ice from them? I know you're all professional and all that kind of stuff. Do you try to get at each other's head? Do you talk uh, uh, trash or do you just say hello, exchange pleasantries, or is it just business and you say nothing? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think it definitely depends on the player. Um, I'm never a player to really be to be John at anybody. Uh, and you know, there's that aspect that we know him uh, when you know the guy. You know, I, I I talk to him all off the ice for sure. But I I think for me, and I I think Franz Nielsen and then Gus Nyquist are kind of kind of similar in the, the fact that they are they're pretty business on the ice. So I, I didn't I didn't uh, hear much from them, um, I, and they didn't hear much from me. Uh, <laughs> I can't say the same for Larkin. I'm not really sure if he was out there uh, trying to get guys heads or not. I think he said enough with uh, the way he was playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, off the ice. It was, it was, uh, we definitely, we saw each other and, you know, um, said hi. And I think, uh, I didn't get to see Nielsen's parents, but I know they, they were in the town that we were in. So I think Larkin got to see him and said hi, but yeah, on the ice, I think it was, it was all business. 
is it difficult to play against teammates? Guys that you really know, because the one thing that I've always noticed, and I'm going to take it back to the, the when did the Troy Colorado uh, Avalanche rivalry was you know was heated, and you know we didn't like them, they didn't like us, but you know you know where the the visiting team gathers after a game at Joe Louis Arena. I mean, Red Wings and Avalanche guys were after a game where I mean they were really taking it to each other. There seems is that camaraderie or you know guys that you know you you're able. I mean I find it amazing. I guess what I'm leading to is how you guys are able to um, take your friendship or your history with a player and you know on the ice play the game. Whatever happens happens. But then after the game, you know shake hands and have a beer. I find that amazing, especially in a in a sport like hockey where you guys are taking this you know taking it to each other so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one one thing unique kind of about, about our sport. I think there's lots of things, you know, lots of elements. You know, you always hear about that, you know, the tough the tough fighter in the league who's like always crunching guys and hitting guys and you know being dirty and trying to get in guys' heads. You know, you always hear that they're the nicest guys off the ice. And I think that's that's kind of like the unique thing with our sport is, um, you know, once you you take the skates and the gear off, you know, every everyone we're kind of. Uh, we have a sense of uh, we all do the same thing and we all know what it's like to be out there and and we all uh, you know we're all trying to you know we're all trying to win on the ice but you know when we come off we we have that we have that sense of camaraderie we we're, we're all doing the same thing and, and we kind of sense that and I think that's kind of where we uh, we keep it on the ice when when we need to and when we're off the ice you know we're we can just as easily be friends so um, uh, like I said that's that's kind of a unique unique thing I think we have in our sport. Yeah, I think it is too. Because I have to admit, if I, you know, I dreamed of being a professional hockey player when I was growing up here in Detroit. But I mean, if I had a bone to pick with somebody, I don't know how friendly I would have been even off the ice. But uh, <laughs> but then again, you're all in the same boat. You respect each other because you you all know what it took to get to that level. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. There's there's a there's a sense of respect. I mean, you don't have to like a guy, but you definitely respect them. Really, that's, and while you win the bronze medal, uh, you know. Uh, you know, I talked to Blash last week. He was on the podcast. He tells me that it's pretty heavy. Uh, I guess on like Olympic competition, I guess coaches do get medals. He has one. Uh, what are yeah. your plans for your medal? Where Where is it at? Or, or, or are you talking to me now? Is it still around your neck? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's hanging up, uh, staying safe in my apartment right now. But uh, I, yeah, I'm just seeing, holding it for the first time. It was it's cool. It is heavy. It's it's something kind of surreal because you never really. You know, you grew, I grew up getting, like, these medals from peewees and stuff, and they're just, like, tiny little things of metal, but this is this has some real some real weight to it, you know, physically and kind of metaphorically, too. And, um, you know, I got to show it to, you know, some friends and family, and, and uh, you know, the ribbon the ribbon on the medal already got a little a little barbecue mustard and stuff on it from everyone touching it, the, the family barbecue I brought it to. So it's already got a little wear and tear on it that I'm probably going to have to clean off. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a cool, it's a really cool thing to have. Well, then, you know, I mean, trick. well, congratulations. I mean, it's great. It's great on you winning it, you know, representing our country. I mean, I, it's, it's got to be a rush for you. And, I, and I'm happy for you, Nick. I mean, you know, what the heck? I mean, uh, you, you've... Uh, you know, you're one of the overripe Red Wings, if I can use that term. I mean, it took, you know, I mean, you were. It took a while to get to Detroit, but but now that you're here, I I want to ask you about one more teammate because he's a kid that plays down the road at Michigan. 
uh, you know, if you're looking at all the mock drafts, a lot of them now are kind of projecting Detroit to take him. So he could be a, a teammate somewhere down the line here of yours on the wings. Uh, that would be Quinn Hughes, who uh, uh, seems to be not the biggest guy in the world, but much like yourself, you know, is a, is a tremendous skater and has really good vision. What, were you impressed with him? How well did you get to bond with him at all? Yeah, I was uh, I was really impressed with his uh, with his play overall for sure. I mean, um, I, I was just one just watching him tr- like grab the puck and being able to skate up the ice. I would watch guys he'd go from the D zone and he would just straight up the ice, and I'd watch poor checkers try to check him. He would, you know, it's 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 pretty hard to skate with the puck and be able to skate faster than somebody without the puck. And you know, he's really good at it. And, and uh, you know, some of the stuff he was trying, you know, the confidence he had. Um, and I know if I thought back to when I was 18, I, I wouldn't be, I would not have the confidence to be able to do the stuff that he does, especially in a in a tournament with such magnitude like the World Championships. So I'm definitely impressed uh, with that. And then off the ice, he's, he's, got, he's, he's got great character. Um, you know, he's young. So, I mean, I, when I remember when I was young, if I was around a group of guys like, like he was, I know I'd be, you know, pretty, pretty quiet and self kept to myself. I mean, he was, he was pretty reserved, but he was, you know, he wasn't afraid to talk and he was, he was always with the guys and always, uh, you know, um, is, uh, joining the groups, you know, he's, he was a really good guy is basically what I'm saying. He was always with us. Um, um, so his character is definitely there along with his, his, uh, his skill on, on the ice. So it was pretty impressive to see. I know it's not your decision, and this is probably an unfair question for me to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you like to see him as a Red Wing one day be your teammate? Yeah, I could definitely. I definitely see, uh, you know, from what Detroit likes to see in their players, I definitely think he's got what, uh, you know, kind of that mojo that the, that the team likes. And, you know, the, that, scat, that fast uh, skating, high-skilled, good decision-making type player and I think that's definitely something they they like and that's definitely something he has and I I would I, I played shifts with him um over in Denmark and and he was he was really easy to play with and it was awesome to play with him so I, I would definitely look forward to seeing him on the wings you know it seems as the game has evolved uh it, you know size doesn't matter there was one time where uh, way back in my radio days, people were always calling up and saying that the Red Wings needed, you know, the the six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound defenseman who could just, you know, bury people uh, out on the ice, just smash them into the uh, into the glass, and and that was the end of it. But you know, obviously the game's not that way anymore. I mean, you're certainly not a small man. You're six feet, about almost two hundred pounds. Uh, you know, you're very much a, uh, 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 you know, you have a presence out there. Everyone looks at, at Quinn Hughes' size and says that he's too small. But from a man who plays in the league, you've played 130 games now in the NHL, uh, is size a hindrance anymore? Or is it uh, because of the way the rules are, and as I said, the, the evolution of the game, that you know anybody? You know, granted, you, you probably can't be four foot eight or something, but you know, if you've got the talent, you can play in this league. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have to agree with you. Um, I think the league is definitely already there, and it's still trending towards um, a fast, skilled. There's always there's always going to be that physical component of the game, but it's it's now becoming like more fast and skilled, and you know that fast physical physicality. It's no longer 
you know, the huge guys, you know, holding on to people in the corners, and you can't get away with that stuff anymore, really. So you, it's always yeah, it's always great. You know, it'll always be down the road where if you can get it, find a guy that's 6'5", and he can skate, you're always going to, you're always going to want a guy like that, but it's no, I don't think it's a hindrance at all being, if you're not 6'5". If you can, if you can skate, if you can move the puck, if you can, you know, if you're skilled enough, I, I, I think you're, you can play in this league, and I think that's the way the league's trending, and um, I think Hughes is definitely a guy that uh, could adjust to this league very easily. Let's talk about, let's go back to your career. I know you're from Minnesota, and uh, and I know there's always a, a rivalry between the three M's, especially uh, Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Michigan. But let's settle this right now. If you were to take the top NHL talent from the state of Minnesota and the top NHL talent from the state of Michigan and put like an all-star team together, <laughs> Michigan is a lot better, right? I, you know, I, I'm not, I can't agree. That's the one thing on uh, this phone call I don't think I can agree with you, uh, with you on there, but uh, I think it would definitely be a good game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, who, I mean, I start with Mike Madonna. May I say, need I say more? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> no, I, uh, Nick, you're a good guy. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I just, uh, uh, let, let's move on. I mean, you grew up in the hockey state. I've got a, a quick story I want to tell you. When I, A good friend of mine I grew up with is a, has been a longtime reporter for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. And one of my goals is to see Michigan play football against every Big Ten opponent on the road. So I went up, this was Go Show Ya Longo, it was like the Metrodome. So um, I'm watching Michigan play football and the next day Michigan won this football game but in the sports section the top of the fold meaning that when you pick up you know you, you rifle through the paper all it was was about Minnesota high school hockey those were the top stories and I look at Paul my buddy I go what the hell is this I mean okay granted you know, the Gophers didn't beat Michigan but still and he, said, he goes dude man he goes you just do not know I mean high school hockey at one time, it was pretty big here in Michigan, but it, it, the whole landscape's a lot different than Minnesota. If no. I mean, high school hockey in Minnesota is, you know, I'm going to use a really old expression, is the bomb. I mean, that is everything there, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, I don't really, yeah, I've never seen anything like it in any other state, not that I know of. Um, it's just, it's a really unique thing we have. I know, I know Michigan, uh, they kind of trend towards the the midget hockey, I believe, right with Little Caesars and right. and the Russell, are, um, whatever, all those teams. Yeah, and, there's uh, like there's like six of them. Honey uh, Bake, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you can go, we can go on, you can go on and on. I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's that's one thing in Minnesota. It's that you grow up around. It's you know, it's skating on the skating on the outdoor ponds, and you know, every every high school team has their hockey team, and. Um, Granted, obviously, if every you know, with all high school teams, you're not going to have the most skill at every team. But I mean, um, it's just everyone's together. Everyone's playing together. You know, one sport at, at representing their high school, and um, it's a really unique thing. Um, you know, the, when the whole school gets the to root for your team. You know, I don't know if with you know just with the midget hockey, you don't really get that. I don't think. I don't think you get the, like the local high school uh, like the. The, the student section was like the big thing where we were, you know. So, and I grew up in Rogers, smaller city, you know, only 10, 12,000. Um, and it was still, it was a great experience. But then you get teams like uh, in the cities that have, you know, huge population and huge high schools that are always going to the state tournament. And, uh, and I've never been part of the state tournament. 
Uh, I've never played in it, but I've I've gone to it and watched it. And you know, you got fan bases. You know, going to the XL Energy Center, up to like sixteen thousand people watching these these kids play, and it's and it's you'll never. I don't think you'll ever see anything like that in uh, in any other states. It's it's really unique. So you're. You're playing in a, a, a state that is, you know, hockey first and foremost. Uh, almost, you, know, you might as well be in Canada, maybe. You know, I mean, it, it, it's 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 just it's just yeah. so into it. Uh, what gra- was that? What gravitated you to the sport? When did young Nick Jensen uh, figure out? You know what? I'm pretty damn good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely my my parents that kind of got me into it. My you know, you could say probably that that the you know the Minnesota hockey. My dad was from Minnesota, and he played hockey his whole life, all the way up through just past college. And um, he was obviously the, my, him and my mom were the ones that got me skating. And he'd always take me out in his his uh, beer leagues and take me out there when I was younger. And it was just kind of always something that I did. And you know, I played year round hockey. You know, I'd play the growing up. I'd play the city hockey and then in the summer you play triple a hockey and then it's just a you know ongoing circle and then all the way through high school and but yeah i, I think uh, that the atmosphere like i said of uh, of just the state you know i grew up watching uh, elk river which you know it was danny heinold and paul martin who played there and you know, I, so i got to grow up watching those guys play high school hockey and and then from there you know i got i grew up and ended up playing high school hockey and it's i think the kids see guys like that and you know it gets them excited about playing hockey and it's just it's it's an ongoing circle and it's i think it's really good for the sport in the state when uh, so you're good you're a good player uh you go to ushl uh, green bay gamblers for a couple of years then you play college at saint uh saint cloud states uh the red wings uh uh, uh draft you i believe it was in the uh Wait, I know, I know this for sure. Fifth round, 150th overall in the 2009 draft. You decide to turn pro. You go to Grand Rapids, spend a couple of games with the Walleye, but then you're in Grand Rapids for almost four seasons. Um, I, I, I guess Jimmy Jimmy Howard could relate to, could relate to that. I mean, was there ever a point? Because I followed you in Grand Rapids. I figured, you know, you were a guy that uh, that I was aware of. I was, you know, I follow college hockey too, and. Um, were there trying times for you, or did you know I got to persevere because someday I'm going to be up uh, in the red and white? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's. I, I've been asked that question a lot before. Um, obviously, there, there is no guarantees. Um, not, I mean, not for everybody. Um, so you know, there was definitely some hard times uh, mentally getting through it. But I, I think I always tell people, you know, that's one of the things teams look for. Um, they see a guy that's not getting called up. They see him to start mope around. You know, he's like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm never going to make that team. They see that, and I think it shows in your play. So I think the pers- the perseverance through that is is huge. And you know, I've, I you know, I, I just always, yeah, I always wanted a shot. And there's so many guys that want a shot at this league, and there's just realistically, there's just not enough spot for for how many players there are you know because i i'm sure you know of players that probably could have been nhl players that never really got an opportunity and and i know of guys that that have done the same thing and um but you just yeah it's that mental aspect of just you know you just keep going until you know till the end you know you just can't really give up you just try to persevere and in the end if it doesn't happen and it's not meant to be it's not meant to be but uh you know 
trying to get him through that whole mental aspect of uh, wanting to give up. You got to you got to get past that and, and kind of persevere, and, and it worked out for me, obviously, so far. I know that, you know, there's people that you rely on when you're going through those trying times, certainly your family, uh, your wife, and, and, and people of, of that nature. Uh, were there anybody, I don't know whether it's a high school coach, college coach, uh, Blaschel, somebody, maybe a, maybe a Red Wing or somebody that, you know, kind of not taught you off the Ambassador Bridge per se, but, you know, said, hey, Nick, you, you know, keep it going, buddy. You've got, you've got, yeah. the, you've got the stuff, man. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is, and like you said, you know, my my parents, my wife, um, family, they've, you know, especially my wife, she's always, she's always there with me, and she's always giving me positive, and you know, she even gets a little riled up sometimes, like, I know you can do this, like, she gets more riled up than I do sometimes, because she, but she believes in me so much, but, uh, yeah, family and friends, and then, you know, I think, uh, I will say that Blashill is always, we, we, I haven't really, he hasn't really, He's coached me in Grand Rapids, but before that, he coached me one time in, in the junior leagues, and I just kind of always knew him growing up a little bit, and he knew of me, and, you know, going to training camp every year, um, there'd be talk, you know, the management, whatever, would talk, and, you know, we, always talking about the upcoming prospects, and I was never really in that list, and, uh, you know, like it, it can be a little mentally straining, um, just, you know, because, you know, I was who I was. I was, you know, a little older. Everyone likes to talk about a little bit of the younger guys that are coming up. Um, so in those early training camps going on, Blash would always, he'd always pull me aside. I think this was when he was assistant up with the Detroit, and he'd always tell me, like, listen, Mike, um, you know what, you may, you're not included in this list, but we know what you can, we know how you play, and we know you're good enough, and you got to go out there and play good enough. Because when you when you, you mentally think about it, you, you, don't, you don't think you're good enough, and you play like, and if you think that, you're eventually going to start playing like that. You think you're not good enough, you play like you're not good enough, you don't have any confidence out there. So he'd always tell me, you know, make sure you go out there, make sure you play with confidence, make sure you, you play like you're an NHL defenseman, like you want to be someday. So he was always, uh, you know, a guy that um, when I was in the organization uh, definitely helped me out uh, along with, there's there's always other people that I may not have uh, specific stories for that definitely helped me out as well, though. No, I mean, I, I mean, because I, I just think that it's really important. I, I, I think that sometimes we, just as uh, observers of the game or fans, that uh, number one, you're a real person, and uh, number two, that you know, everybody, regardless if you're a professional hockey player or whatever, I mean, there, there's always trying times in someone's life where they have to rely on other people or people help them get through, and you know, and, and, and you, you know, hockey players are no different than that. I uh, and I, I and you know, I, I, I met your wife. At, in an event uh, last year, and, and just a wonderful woman, you could tell that she, uh, you know, that she's, uh, she, you know, she's enjoying the moment, and you could tell she's really, really happy for you, and that's that's got to be a great feeling in itself. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Um, it's a, it, she's been along the whole ride, and um, she's definitely helped me out a lot through these through my whole career, and uh, you know, now she's she's kind of starting her own career and everything too. Now she's she's going to grad school and everything, so now I kind of. I kind of got to return the favor every time a tough, tough test or something comes around. And, you know, 
got to be there for her like she was for me. So. Well, you pump her up. Hey, I know you can do it. I know you can do <laughs> this thing. Huh? Yeah, you got this. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I sit there and cheer on in the classroom and everything. <laughs> really? Really? Are you allowed to walk in when she's taking a test and give her a little, hey, let's go? <laughs> uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I might soon. <laughs> um, let's, uh, uh, you know, you finally, uh, in 2016-17, you finally become a Red When You play 49 games. You have 13 points, 4 goals, 9 assists, uh, 12 penalty minutes, minus... Uh, uh, minus seven, but you know I, that that minus plus minus number sometimes is a bit odd. But you've played 130 career games for the Wings. You have 28 points total, uh, including four goals. Uh, people say when you think Nick Jensen, you know what do you think about Nick? And I said, well, you know, I, as I said, I followed him. I, I've known him since college and since the Red Wings drafted him. I would. And is this a fair assessment? Because if it's not, then I'm not going. I'll quit saying it about you. If you do not hear Nick Jensen's name in the course of a game, then he's doing his job. Is that fair or not? I think that's I think that's definitely fair. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's definitely the way I feel like that's the type of play that they they ask from me. You know, it's it's kind of uh, I, I think my college my college coach always called the defense when you know like the secret service like <laughs> we're there you just you just don't really know it and. Uh, you know, because all the all the goal, all the goal scoring, all the flashes usually usually up on the front end um, when they're put in the back of the net. Um, so I think that's definitely a fair assessment. Um, I wouldn't mind my name uh, being thrown on the on the uh, radar and during some games every once in a while, maybe a little. Uh, Offensive production, but overall, I think that's a fair assessment. When you, and I know I, I, you know I hate to bring it up again, but you, know, you didn't score a goal last year in 81 games. Uh, uh, <coughs> again, a little bit snake bit. You know, if somebody you know that, that plays and gets the minutes that you get and is out there for 81 games, you know that sometimes, uh, as I like to say, the hockey gods might not be uh, uh, smiling <laughs> upon you there, Nick. I don't know what you're going to have to do about that, but uh, you're going to have to make amends with somebody. But uh, uh, I would imagine that heading into this season, if there is one aspect of your game, obviously, that you want to uh, try to contribute a little bit more, continue to play solid defensively, but get some numbers offensively, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the zero goals, you know, this year was, uh, it was, it was a little frustrating at some times. I was... You know, I, like I said, it was that it was that thing where uh, you know I'm a def- I try to keep the mental positive of you know I'm a defenseman. You know, I'm not supposed to get 20 goals, but at the same time you should you should be contributing as much as possible. But I think mid year I was getting asked a question too, and, and you know it was kind of like oh it's just a matter of time. And I was trying to play the numbers game this year where you know I I feel like I threw throughout the amount of pucks on net uh, that I should, you know, I, I, I really thought, you know, eventually, you know, something's going to, I'm going to hit a dash or something on a dump in and hopefully it goes in. Um, Cause usually you just throw pucks in the net and something happens. I mean, I, 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 I think I noticed how many shots I had at the end of the season. I'm like, I can't believe not one of those went in, but uh, yeah, I think, I think this coming year is definitely, uh, I'm going to keep, you know, I always say, uh, I've always been told too that you know play great defense leads a great offense, and I'm just going to keep living by that. But uh, um, trying to contribute offensively is always going to be a, a focus in the back of my mind. And um, you know, I got all summer to work on the things. Maybe there was something that I can do a little better. Maybe I can work on my shot, work on my vision through the throwing pucks in from the point. There's always something that uh, can be improved on, and and I'll. Uh, 
people always say, you know, when you guys get older, it's more about maintaining. You know, you can't you can't really, you know, teach an old dog new tricks. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to improve my game uh, every summer and as much as I can. So I think that's gonna be a, a big focus this summer for me. Right. Well, you're again. You know, your average ice time was 16, 15 a game, and you had 107 shots on net last year. So you know, obviously. Uh, you know, it's it's not a lack of effort, certainly going on, and you know, and you, you've got the right mindset uh, uh, heading into the season. As I said, I I don't know if you're aware of this, and this is a very difficult question for me to ask. I know you're in the uh, uh, final year of your two-year deal, your two-year extension that you signed last year. Uh, I know that uh, Detroit likes you. You like Detroit, and you know, you you get along well in the room. Uh, uh, but you know, there's. People are looking, well, they're going to have to do something about the blue line and contracts and all that, that, you know, that you've been mentioned as possibly a trade candidate. Do you get caught up in that? Are you aware of that? Is that, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I would assume that you, you don't want to be moved, but I guess that's the, the life of an NHL player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is always something that's always an aspect that you've that you got to be aware of. And at the same time, you, I, don't, I don't feel like I let it affect my, uh, my mental focus much. Um, I love Detroit, and I would love to stay there. Um, you know, I the people I've been working with the people there for since you know 2009, basically, and um, and, and I and I like it there. But at the same time, as just a, strictly from a hockey standpoint, I, I just want to play in the in the league. And uh, you know, if I if something does happen where I have to move, that's that that is just part of uh, being a hockey player at this level, and uh, it's something you have to deal with. So, well, you know. I, I would say that I want you to stay, but I don't want to say anything because I told Thomas Tatar that he would never be traded by the Red Wings in a previous podcast, and obviously we see what, what happened there. So, so I'm not going to give you an endorsement, Nick, all right? Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm a good guy. All right, one final question. I've been asked uh, – uh, by people within the organization to ask you this when they knew you were going to be a guest, and, and then we'll let you go. Um, you're a married Red Wing. We know that the team is getting younger, and there's some 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 young guys on the team that uh, you are uh, kind of the the father of the youngsters. That you're the the uh, chaperone uh, of the Red Wings. Uh, is is that a difficult? Is it is that fair? Is that correct? And is it difficult to try to pull a rein in on some young hockey players? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I wouldn't say I'm the the formal chaperone. Um, I think we definitely have some guys that are a little more qualified than myself. Um, but uh, I, I guess I mean I, I haven't. Ex I, I'm sure this coming year will be more so than the last years of uh, of how young we are. Um, so there will be obviously more young guys this year. I don't think the previous years have been hard to um, quote you like pull the reins on. Um, I think guys at this level. Um, uh, you know, they, they realize the, uh, the weight that is behind, uh, everything they do at this level. And, and I think that's maybe something they don't know perfectly, but I think that's def some, definitely something they're aware of. And, you know, if you want to play at this level for a long time, um, you got to know how to hand your hand to yourself in certain situations. So I don't think it's, it's something that, uh, needs to be emphasized too much for our, for our guys and our, and our young players. So I think they're, they're pretty responsible guys and they, they have great character. And I think that's something Detroit does a really good job of when they, when they decide what guys they take to put on their team. Nick, I'm going to tell you a very diplomatic answer. I, I think, uh, politics could be in your future if you choose so. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't think I don't think that, but uh, I appreciate it. All right, uh, Nick Jensen, uh, congratulations on winning the bronze medal with uh, Team USA in the recently concluded uh, World Championship. Uh, uh, thank you for being on the Red and White Authority. Look forward to seeing you in training camp. Enjoy your summer and uh, best of luck in everything. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.